0: Hello and welcome to the Brookwood Ministries podcast. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches us a pathway to peace. Let's join the pastors of Brookwood Care Ministries as we explore eight principles of growth in this care podcast series on the journey of healing.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast. My name is Josh Masters. I'm the associate care pastor here at Brookwood Church, and I'm here with two other fine gentlemen Mr. Doug Wildman, who's our marriage and counseling pastor, and Mr. Gene Beckner, who is our care pastor. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. And of course, as as usual, this is why I work with every day, um, as usual, we have Josh Taylor at the helm, which we appreciate. Yes, we do. And we are continuing our series this week in the Care Ministries podcast on the journey of healing, the journey of healing. And what we've been looking at for that is eight principles that are sort of mined out of the Beatitudes, which is a section of the Sermon on the Mount that are used in our Celebrate Recovery and Landing ministries here at Brookwood Church. But they're really a more broad idea of how to get healing. It's really a way of pursuing Christ, building a relationship with Christ, growing spiritually in such a way that we allow him to let us heal. And so that's what we've been working on. So if you haven't heard them previously, you can go on Brookwoodchurch.org slash podcast. Actually, wherever you got this podcast, just look at previous episodes and you'll find them. So we've looked at the first four principles. And the last couple have been about choosing to commit our life and our will over to Christ's care and control and then confessing our faults, or identifying our faults, and then confessing them to ourselves and to God and to someone that we trust. And as we move forward, you'll find that if you haven't done that third principle of consciously choosing to commit your life and your will over to Christ, these other steps or these other principles are going to be very, very difficult. So today we start talking about principle five, principle five which is voluntarily submit— "...to any and all changes God wants to make in my life, and humbly ask Him to remove my character defects." And the verse that goes with that from the Beatitudes is, "...happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what God requires." That's the GNT translation, if you wanted to hear the NLT. It's, "...God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or righteousness, for they will be satisfied." And so we had lots of discussion about this one before we came in to the podcast, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Let's take it a piece at a time. So the first part of this principle says, voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life. And Gene, I know that you had some opening thoughts about that.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate what you said about how if, you know, the the third principle isn't occurring in your life, it's going to be difficult as you move forward because— there's a lot of focus put on the step that you need to take. You know, I think a lot of times when people come to to faith in the Lord, there's a lot of grace. Um, and, you know, people are probably more tender towards the Lord and His leading. And there's just this, you know, this wonderful feeling of being saved, you know, kind of like you would feel if you were being rescued from a car crash or, you know, a, a boat wreck or something like that. You know, you're, you're completely dependent Upon the person who is rescuing you. Right. And then I think what happens to a lot of us is we get comfortable with grace and we get comfortable with God being there. And it gets a little bit tougher to realize, oh, I wouldn't be here if he hadn't saved me. And so we start taking control of our life and our decision making. And we kind of consult God when we need, you know, a favor. You know, or we we kind of approach God with this idea of, um, hey, what's your what's your opinion about this? Thanks for your input, and now I'm going my way. This principle really is challenging because, first of all, you're you're doing it voluntarily, so you're not being forced to do it. You know, God's not going to make you submit. Now, the Bible does say in Romans fourteen eleven at the end of time, every knee is going to bow and everybody is going to confess. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. But while we're on earth, we have to, as we said earlier, consciously choose. We have to voluntarily submit to what he wants to do in us. And one thing that we have noticed about um, being in a helping profession is that a lot of times when people come for help, they come for help. And they kind of still want it to be how they would like to be helped,
0: right? Yep.
2: And so there's a challenge there because we're we are trying to lead people to a place where you're saying, "Well, what does God want?" Because that's really where we want to go. Um, you know, it'd be no different than if I went to my doctor and said, "Hey, I'm sick." I would like for you to tell me that I don't have a disease and I want you to give me this medicine because I like the way it makes me feel. And he may say, but that's that medicine isn't what you need. And in fact, here's the issue that you have. I can't tell my doctor what diagnosis to give me, just like I can't really tell God or someone who's trying to help me, well, here's how you should help me. So this idea of submitting and voluntarily submitting is a challenge to a lot of people because a lot of people are, quote, unquote, in control of their lives. But this is saying, okay, you've got to come to God in a real humble posture, you know, and I know we're going to use that word as we talk about the second part. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, you know, there are some things in my life that I really want God to help me with, You may your prayer may start with, God, help me to submit to you because God wants us to voluntarily do that. You know, the Bible says, taste of the Lord and see that he's good. You know, God is love. God is good. God's gracious. I mean, we can see all these examples in scripture, but my own tangible experiences may have me still holding on to control. And so for some people, the first step is to ask God to help me submit Because once I get to that place where I submit, then he can do a work in me. He can make some changes in me. And as we talked about before we came to the podcast, I like the idea of of ING being added to words. So instead of voluntarily submit, I like the phrase voluntarily submitting because that is an ongoing thing. Because I think a lot of times people go, well, I did submit and... I did that in 1977. Mm -hmm. Well, God wants you to keep on doing that. Like, that's a lifestyle change. That's not a one-time thing. And I think that could help some people realize that even if I submit to God at 7.57 in the morning and by 8.02, I need to do it again because I got in traffic on Woodruff Road, that's okay. God says, "Keep, keep doing that. Because I think what happens is when you keep doing that, you're keeping your heart tender towards God and you're going, I'm recognizing when I'm trying to take control of my life again, instead of letting God be the one that's going to do that. So, um, you know, as someone in a helping profession, I can I can certainly understand people coming and saying, you know, I'm having a hard time doing that submission part. And so that would be my prayer for anyone that's listening today is, you know, maybe even start with that part of this principle and say, God, help me to submit. Because that may be the change that actually needs to happen before you get to the things that you think need to be changed.
1: Right. And it's significant. And again, these principles aren't Scripture. They are... um designed out of scripture but the words themselves are not scripture but it's significant that it says voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life it does not say voluntarily submit to the things I agree that I want God to change in my right. life because often our perspective is wrong and it's God who knows what type of healing or recovery we need right because it's our warped perceptive, nature that got us in trouble in the first place, right? If we've gotten ourselves to an unhealthy place, it was our perception of things that got us there. And so we can't rely on our perception to get out. We've got to rely on the idea and the truth that God is the one that knows what kind of healing we need. And until we submit to him, we're not going to be able to discover what that is.
2: And there's a scripture that says that the the way that seems right to man leads to death. And so here we are talking about life, and you're right, Josh, we have to learn to, um, to submit to what he wants to do, not what we think he should do.
1: And then the second part of the principle says, humbly ask him to remove my character defects, which is sort of the direction that we were starting to move with that conversation. So voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life and humbly ask him to remove my character defects and I know the word humbly stuck out to Doug when we started talking about this so yeah i was thinking about uh, there's a verse in deuteronomy which is talking
0: about it, written by moses you know moses wrote the the first uh, five books of the bible under the inspiration of god and he said, and Moses was the most humble man in the entire world. And I thought, <laughs> he clearly had a different understanding of humility than I do. Um, yeah, I was thinking, what is that all about? What is, what is humility? And I think that it's seeing ourselves accurately before God. So not thinking too lowly of ourselves, but then again, not looking at ourselves from too high of a position either. Um, because sometimes I think we can actually venture into dangerous territory by thinking too lowly as well. I think it can actually be a, a sinful thing as well. But in this context, I think it's saying, humbly ask him to remove my character defects. So um, there's, a, there's a verse in, in the book of John that talks about you know, where Jesus said, hey, I'm going to be leaving you. And wh- while I'm leaving you, I'm going to leave you my peace. And it's a kind of peace that does not uh, the, that the world really can't offer you. And then this is, a big, this is a big follow-up statement, which is, but don't let your hearts be troubled. And neither let it be afraid. So there's something that God does by leaving us his peace. And then there's something for us to do as well. We have to apply what it is that he has given to us. So when he says that this is a kind of peace that, that comes, that is something that the world cannot offer you. I mean, no technique, no, no tip or trick is going to be able to deliver the kind of peace that I am offering to you. And I think a lot of us have gone down that path far too long. And we have found that it really only at the best will, will give us some temporary peace of mind. Um, but the, the truth is that the kind of peace that that the Lord has left for us is something that only He can give to us. As I'm thinking about character defects, to humbly to to actually see ourselves for who we really are, we are unable to achieve what it is that God has for us on our own strength, our own um, just trying harder. And so, what we're doing is we're coming to Him and saying, Lord. I know that there's a lot of work that needs to be done within me, but I also know that you want to help me. Would you help me with this character defect that I am experiencing? Um, like you said earlier, Josh, that a lot of times we don't even know what those defects are. You know, a lot of times we just know that we're, we're miserable, and so it, it takes understanding, that is given to us by the spirit and also the power to do what is right. But it starts by humbly um, presenting ourselves to God and saying, God, I've got some stuff that I need to deal with, would you help me? Yeah,
1: and and that brings us to an interesting point that we sort of discussed for a really long time. And we get together and we discuss what these mean and, and we wanna make sure that the principle is biblical and that we're approaching it from a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. So when we read this, principle, and it says voluntarily submit to any and all changes God wants to make in my life and then humbly ask him to remove my character defects, does that mean you don't have to do anything, no. that you uh, just kick back and wait for him to remove the character defects, yes. or is it a partnership? Right.
2: Well, just just kind of came up even as as Doug was talking about this, this idea of being humble, you know, that Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11.30— he says, if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast of the things that show my weakness. Mm-hmm. And that seems counterintuitive to us that we, we would brag about the, the things that are our strength. But he realizes that his weakness gave God the opportunity to be strong and to show himself. Mm-hmm. So he came to a place where a lot of us are trying to hide our weaknesses And we don't humbly come before, but we like to um, rationalize and make excuses for why we are the way we are. You know, and we say stuff like, well, that's the way I was raised. That's how my mom is. That's how my dad is. That's my, you know, I'm a Capricorn. So therefore, that's why I'm that way. You know, I mean, you know, people use all kinds of stuff. Right. Paul is saying, no, I'm going to boast in that because if it wasn't for my weakness, God wouldn't have been able to change me and make me strong in him, as, as Doug said. The, the strength comes from the fact that God makes those changes. But like you're saying, Josh, we have to work with him. We can't, we're not just passive agents that go, okay, fix us. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be engaged in it as
1: well. Absolutely. Yeah. So the removing of character defects comes through submitting to Christ and then taking steps to allow him to make that change in our life, right? So that's a question that you can ask yourself. If you are saying, well, I've asked God to take this desire away from me. You know, I've asked him to take this character defect away from me, and I'm just not changing. Well, you can ask yourself, well, what steps am I taking toward God to allow him to make those changes in my life? Because God doesn't force himself on us, right? Right. As you said earlier, Gene, not in this room, but before we came over— God will sometimes offer situations and trials that will give us the opportunity to turn towards him, but he's never going to force himself on us. So if you're seeking or asking God to make changes in your life, and you're not seeing the change, a good question to ask is, am I partnering with God? Am I taking forward movements toward God to allow him to change, Or am I continuing to do the things I've always done and just hoping that God is going to do something magical? Because it's not magical, it's relationship. Yep. And so that will bring us to a place where we're working with God, we're connected with God, we're pursuing a relationship with God in such a way that we start reflecting His life in yep. us rather than our own broken life. And that's the connection between us and God. And then the next thing he's going to ask us to do is start looking at our relationships with other people. And we'll talk about that next week because the next principle deals with evaluating our earthly relationships. But I would close by saying, if this is stirring something in you and you're like, I don't know how to submit to the changes God wants to make in my life we would be happy to talk to you. You can come to Celebrate Recovery on Thursday nights here at Brookwood Church, but we also have lay counseling, we have marriage counseling, we have all different types of tools that we can use to help you connect with God, and we'd love to talk through that with you and help figure out what your next steps are, what's something healthy for you to do that's the next step. And there's going to be a phone number at the end of this podcast, and we would love to connect with you. But until then, we'll just say that we are praying for you, and let's just close in a prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity, and we thank you for each person listening. And we just ask that for each one of us, start with us in this room, start with me sitting in this chair, that you would make clear to us the changes you want to make in our life, not the things that I can identify, but the things that you want to change. And then give me the strength and the relationship with you that gives me the strength and the power to submit to what it is that you're doing. And so, Lord, we just pray for each person listening that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them, that you would put in their path people who can build them up in such a way that they can submit to your will. And we give you praise for what you've already done and what you will continue to do in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless.